Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers. In fact, ales for everyone. Turn backwards. With Rick and Rick and Will and Zemma. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Hello, welcome to a new episode of Ten Backward, the Star Trek podcast based in the UK. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Rick Everson, and I'm joined as always by my other hosts, Rick Palmer. Hi there. Gemma Turland. Hello. And Will Turland. All right. And today we are going to be talking all about Strange New Worlds. Uh, the newest Star Trek series on the block, which uh, has debuted this year, features the Enterprise again, features Captain Pike, all that all that stuff from uh, Discovery Season 2. Um, and we're going to talk about, well, we're going to talk about the first half of the season. We're going to talk episodes one to five, um, A, so we don't run over long on the episode, and B, because in the UK, Paramount Plus is only just sort of releasing it. So by the time this is out, that's about where we'll be, I hope. Uh, or not too far past, so I think that's probably a good way to start. Uh, so, yeah, Strange New Worlds kind of came out of a strong desire to see more Anson Mount after Series 2 of Discovery, I think. Yes. Um, his 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 version of Pike went down very, very well, um, and along with Ethan Peck's Spock and um, Rebe- Rebecca Remains, number one. Number and one, that was... Yeah. So it's like, ooh, this is quite exciting. You know, mm-hmm. I think there's a fairly strong suspicion because the the final two episodes of that series of Discovery l- featured the Enterprise and the bridge of the Enterprise, and you're kind of thinking, well, there's no way they made that big, beautiful set there, and they're not going to keep that. They didn't make that just for two episodes, did they? Um, and I don't know if they did or not, if they really always intended this, but, you know, it's here. We've got it. We've got a new series. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, so yeah, kind of like what's our first impressions of Strange New Worlds? Uh, we... Glorious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Just really good. Really, really like, good. Like kind of joyously oh. uh like consistently great. Yeah. Joyous. That's a good word. Yeah. Yeah, I, it is I, it's it's um everything seems to be well administered every every component of what you need to make a great tv show mm-hmm. is, is present here so it's got good acting good writing good direction um it you it uses the ensemble cast like that's yes. a big change i think like it's some other some other new new track shows seem to focus on a central character um Strange New Worlds definitely uses its ensemble, and I think that's that's to the strength of the show. Mm. It's it's also kind of a departure in that we we've gone away from the full series arc into more episodic again. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, which I think is is good because it's nice to have each Trek series have its own thing as well and have its own distinct voice and flavour. Because mm-hmm. um, I think we'd get we. If every single series ch- start churning out, a, 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 you know, a, a big universe-threatening arc every season, it would be a bit like, oh, what's you know, we'd head down franchise fatigue thing. So it's nice to have yeah. a really distinct yeah. flavour, yeah. I think, to this. Yeah, I mean, if there's an, if there is an arc, I guess it is 
Pike knowing or Pike knowing that he's probably going to die. I like, think, that, yeah. It's not an arc, but it's, a, it's something yeah. that underlies. That's yeah, sort of I think a, yeah. also there's the Gorn threat, I think, seems to be. Mm. I think that's going to be yeah. an arc as well. <clears throat> yeah, they're not, they, they, they have threads and they reference back mm. more than, say, mm. like the original series ever did. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you can watch each episode completely on its own. Mm-hmm. Uh, which it's, is yeah. which is quite nice to do. It, it, it's more that it takes um, takes care in its continuity mm, yeah. rather than it having any sort of arc. I think yeah. it's but mm. it, it's it's a it's a great balance basically, and it's it's kind of that thing that I suppose DS Nine did at, at points where as we got into the war arc, not all of mm. those episodes were uh, based around the. The, the Dominion War, so yeah. it you know you you would still have kind of references to it. You get a sense of continuity because that's what's happening in the world at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Mm. but probably two thirds of those episodes would be would be standalone still mm. in DS9. Yeah. I, I think you get that feel with Strange New Worlds, mm. and you you already have um, a, a a well built universe around that you with these characters especially pike as you said pike has this he's seen his future you know how he knows how he knows how he's going to die and that's that's um coloring his his character yeah you have things like um spock is it's referenced yeah a couple of times um um Burnham is referenced. Yeah, um, yes. So that's she. She still exists in that world. She hasn't been. The reset button has not been pressed there. Yeah, um, yeah. And they, they've not. It's not like they've decided they want to distance themselves no. uh, from from discovery. And they, they, yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. clear that it's part. No, no, of they, 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 yeah. they yeah. they embrace their origin in discovery as much as they embrace you know yes. all the the classic threads that they pull in quite nicely. Mm. Mm-hmm. One thing that I think Strange New Worlds has done really well, it's had a good balance between uh, character stuff and plot mm. stuff. Mm. So in every episode, because I suppose we're only we're only discussing the the first half of the season, mm-hmm. but um, but but spoiler alert! Uh, in other episodes, <laughs> it's consistent. It's consistent yeah. in other episodes. Yeah. Like in every episode, they they strike that perfect balance between time with the characters and giving us a character backstory or some kind of character journey or mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. character that sort of grows in some way but balancing that with a with a pretty gripping story yeah and, and, and usually quite fun yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's got a great sense of humor mm, yeah mm, yeah it does. yeah yeah um should we should we sort of just run through the episodes in their order then mm-hmm. and just that. generally chat about the, the bit the highlights Wait. no i <laughs> no. think we should let's start with episode three then i think <sighs> talk about episode five then episode one <laughs> then if be... we've got time episode two but maybe not <laughs> sorry reckon me you've literally left episode four out which uh, i don't think <laughs> I, which is ridiculous because ah uh, but we'll get no. to that when we get to it because oh, episode four. Oh man what an episode Hell of an episode. We'll like that one. <laughs> we'll all like all of them. Um, yeah. So the first episode, Strange New Worlds, and we we join Pike uh, f- 
after following season two of Discovery, and the, the the man is the man is struggling to come to terms with his his bleak future. Mm. Yeah. So he's gone to live in a in a in a log cabin in the snow, grow a big so beard. It's quite it's quite a nice log cabin in the snow, oh, yeah. isn't it? Not uh, oh, he's not roughing it. it. No, <laughs> no. no. Oh, it's, it's I, I kind of thought. I bet. I bet the production team were really annoyed about how where Pike had decided to go. It's like, <laughs> why has he gone to this really expensive location? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's doubled the budget. He's watching the Day of the Earth Still Still as well. He is. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the classic original, not the Keanu Reeves remake. No. <laughs> I, lo- I love that he's keeping up that Star Trek tradition of whenever yes. they, they're they watching a TV show it's some, or, or a film, it's something that's probably uh, sort of copyright-free at the, <laughs> the time that it was produced, you know. <laughs> In Enterprise, whenever they had, they had their movie nights, they they wouldn't be watching, you know, like The Matrix or something. Or like, <laughs> yeah, Fast and Furious Eight. <laughs> I, in in Discovery, there's that episode where they watch like an old Buster Keaton film. Like that's yeah. really going for it. Like it's definitely not copyrighted because it's <laughs> from, like well, but in, in that timeline, it's like three hundred. Oh, no, how old is it? Yeah, yeah about three hundred years old. But I do yeah. I think actually the day the earth just still is a brilliant choice considering how the episode plays out as well. Yeah, yeah. Because the role yeah, like yeah. ends up having to take in when he when on the on the planet that they visit and, and the warning he has to impart to them is, is quite he is like yeah, he is like Klaatu. Mm, exactly. Yeah, so it's it's an inspired choice for our copyright films to pick that one, I think. Um Absolutely. yeah. I mean, he's not just—he's not like lingering there on his own. He's—he's he's apparently sleeping with an attractive other Starfleet captain. So, mm. but also yeah. he's—he's he's growing a beard and just sort of morosely mumbling about, "Oh, I don't want to go back into space. Why not? Can't tell you. It's classified." <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened out there? Whatever's got you questioning your return to command? Whatever's got you questioning? Yes. Everything. classified got deeper security clearance than you do not for this <laughs> does, he, does he cook eggs at some he do, point he does, like, he does a breakfast thing is it like pancakes? uh like pancakes in generations yeah yes. that's it i was thinking kirk and uh picard in generations yeah, yeah i did think yeah <laughs> yeah the um yeah also occurred to me um but of course, it's it's Star Trek, so he's dragged back in, and uh, Cap- yeah. Admiral Robert April turns up, which is a nice callback to the animated series. Mentioned uh, Enterprise's first captain was Robert April. Uh, right. um, uh, and uh, uh, of course, we've got the oh, the Enterprise is in, in, in dock, still got some work to do. Well, we'll just rush the last bit and get out because this yeah. is important. Um, and we even have the shuttle approach. Out of mm-hmm. the ship, and I was, we oh, didn't get yeah. like a, a 10 minute sequence, sadly. Because I, no. yeah, it is slightly truncated that sequence, isn't yeah. it? But it was yeah. very that that immediately made me think of the um, yeah, the TOS movies <laughs> where they would, yeah, I, they would, they would linger over those shots. But he is not, um, he you know, he's still, he's he's not, um, getting his jollies over it, is he? No. No, whereas no. Kirk, has, 
Kirk has kind of basically bullied his way to take his ship back, and he's like then looking at it with his right old ship boner. Um, <laughs> Pike is a bit like, I, I shouldn't be on here. I, I can't be on here. You know, this isn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. If anything, he's pre- he's only got a semi. I would say <laughs> where, they're, where they're going around is not. And even that, it's like he's thinking of something else. <laughs> thinking of a different ship. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he beams board, meets Spock, um, and they, they, that's, I think, when they reference Burnham and Discovery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, um, well, no, previous to that, he's called Spock, hasn't he? Because Spock was on a date. Oh, yeah. 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 That was an amazing uh, yeah, scene. A, a Spock block. Oh! A Spock block. A Spock block. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy with that. Yeah, you really are really pleased with that. Yeah. It worked. Oh, that, that's got to go on a t shirt. <laughs> Spike Spock blocks me. <laughs> um, yeah, um, they have this marvellous, like, logical, flirty conversation. Then they start mm. smooching, and the Vulcan waiter comes up and asks them to go and do that elsewhere. Uh, so yeah. I just really loved I'm really, I'm really enjoying um, that, that, that relationship. I think mm. it's. Mm. Fabulous! It's they've, they've done. Yeah, I'm. I'm liking the um, the exploration of the Vulcan. They, they, they. I'm trying to think of the right term. They've they've made them into real people. You know, mm. they're not this kind of yeah. concept anymore. They're real mm. people, and they have their flaws, and they have their turmoils, and they have their yeah, and they're. they're I'm really what? enjoying their relationship. I, I was thinking that their their relationship reminds me of the O'Brien yeah. uh, Keiko relationship. Yes. And it is it's a realistic kind but of relationship. It like and it's a bit strained and yeah, yeah, they both got their own careers. Yeah. Um they've got different interests, but they're and you know, that they're, they're trying to make it work and it's not always easy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like the the Keiko and and uh, O'Brien um Relationship in, in DS9. It's one of the most realistic it relationships we see in all of Trek. Mm-hmm. So it's really it's nice to to have a to be reminded of that. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, Tupring is very very funny as well. I think when yeah. when when Pike calls and goes, "Spock, are you naked?" and uh, she's like, "Not quite. It was gonna be." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spock, are you naked? No, Captain. No, Chris, he's not. He was about to be. It's a special night. Sorry. So, yeah, they, then, then we've got Spike, Kirk. Well, we haven't got Kirk. We've got Spock and Pike back on the Enterprise. <laughs> uh, but, of course, <laughs> no number one, because she's the one they're going to have to go rescue. Oh, indeed. Yeah. Um, and I quite like that little nod that I think when, when, he says, when he says, oh, I just sort of assumed that you, Spock, would be... Like he was going to say, oh, I assume you'd be my first officer for this one. It's like, eh, no, he's going to be first officer later. I know we may be all expecting that, but so I quite like that they were they acknowledged that expectation, but didn't pander to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yes, they have to go off. Their first mission is to uh, investigate what happened. Yeah, and it's. It's a, it's a good balance of kind of diplomacy and um, hmm. 
and mystery, act, mystery, and, and a little bit of action. My, um, yeah. How many people are on this ship? How big is this ship? And how what? many people are on Enterprise. it? Enterprise. No, a few uh, hundred. The ship they go to the, the, oh, the ship that number one was on. Yeah, three, literally three people. Literally three people. Mm, and they all beam down. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, they didn't leave anyone behind. <laughs> It's on autopilot, it'd be fine. Put it into park. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they're all like, well, I'm not going to be the one. I'm not going to stay here. <laughs> oh, fine, we'll all go. Although, oh, I, get, I mean, I guess if it's a small ship, then a lot of the functions could be automated. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know, maybe it's okay. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Well, they could all be taken prisoners. I'm yeah. sure that would. Well, the ship, the ship could go into a retrograde, or retrograde, or there could fall to, and hit the planet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I see what you're trying to say. Could fall out of space. Yeah, could fall out of space. Yeah. <laughs> we um, we've we've kind of skipped over some more character introductions. Mm. So we meet Lan Noonien Singh, who's the new security officer mm-hmm. yeah. slash number one for the duration of this mission. Mm-hmm. Um, she is very serious, a little bit grumpy, even. She's very grumpy. Yeah, yeah. We meet Uhura, who is not grumpy yeah. or serious. Yeah. Um, then, <laughs> then we meet Dr. Mbanga, who clearly him and Pike are old mates, and he seems lovely. And we meet Nurse Chapel, who also seems pretty chilled and cool. Yeah. 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 Do we, do, do we meet the chief engineer? Um, oh, no, no, we don't. Not yet. Yes. No. Right. Okay. At the end. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, but, but it's not. Yeah, we don't really get a sense of him until episode two, do we? No. no. And Ortegas, we meet Ortegas, don't we? Yeah. Oh, of course, we meet Ortegas, yes. Yeah. yeah. Who's the yeah. Helms, Helms oh, person? Helms person, yeah. She's awesome. They're all, they're she is all, fantastic. They're all just so distinct and wonderful <clears throat> in their own right. Yeah. yeah. Characters. And I would say that's all there, even from the first episode, mm. even though not all of that characters, not all of those characters get a whole lot of screen time, but they, they all actually make an impression, mm. I think. Mm. Yeah. You very um, quickly get a sense of their general demeanour and everything and mm-hmm. what they're yeah. like. Um, that's, that's really, it's really well done. I think that this episode does give a job a good job of giving everyone a bit of a something to do. Um, mm. So as it progresses, obviously, Lan is being the security one. She's got the security. The, um, she's being the expert on the away team, as they, from a tactical point of view. Um, mm. Whereas on ship, um, there's Mbenga and Nurse Chapel trying to keep these weird genetic disguise things going to the point <laughs> yeah. where they're They've got a couple of these aliens in the sick bay, and one gets up and runs off, and yeah. Chapel has to run around the ship after him, um, which is, 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 is an awesome fun. But then there's the bit when he's in the turbo lift, and he suddenly realizes her is with him, and she completely <laughs> disarms him by talking sports ball with him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was fantastic. Yeah. That um, that scene with the. With the errant alien running and and like a chase through the ship, it made me think of um, Kelvin verse films that had a, uh, had a lot of that energy too. Yeah, yeah. Um, similar and similarly endearing as well. I found. Yeah, I, I just just uh, just the just the sort of the the tone and and the, the like you were saying, like the characters, like they. Mm. 
they they seem to really inhabit the actors seem to really inhabit those roles very mm. well. I think what's really nice in that whole sequence is that they it's it's a it's a sudden unexpected situation, but they adapt to it. They each use the skills, and even without having to directly communicate and plan together. They bounce off a system where she's got him calmed down in the turbo lift, and then Chapel gets him straight outside and gets what he needs, and it, it it just it just flows really well. Um, in terms of these these guys, you know, it's a bit of an unexpected situation, but they all know their jobs and they jump straight to it and got it sorted. Yeah, and there's like I think Rick, you were saying there's some good humour. Like um, I, I quite you, you have to laugh when Spock goes, Captain, where are my pants? Captain. Where are my pants? <laughs> I think the the story, considering it's it's effectively a pilot episode mm. of a new series, and, we, and and notoriously pilot episodes kind of struggle with the balance of having to introduce all these new characters and sort of tell a story at the same time. And I think this episode, I think Strange New Worlds does does a really good mm. job of that, actually. Mm. I guess it's it's actually got a little bit of an advantage in that some of the characters have already been introduced yeah. yes. in another show. Yeah. Um so it doesn't have to reintroduce mm-hmm. Pike and, and Spark and, and one. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, some of the characters we already know, like Spark and Ahura from from yes. the original yeah. and yeah, Nurse Chapel, Chapel. yeah. And yeah. so actually, cheating that they don't introduce Hemmer at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah that know, is to, to be fair, like you say, sometimes it's difficult to do a pilot because mm. it becomes so overloaded trying to do all these things. So they they got economical with it, you know. They're like, okay, well, we know these guys. Yeah, here's what we need. Here's the important bit we need. So we need to set up Spock and Tpring. We need to set up that Pike is you know has this trauma he's dealing with. We'll, we'll just leave the engineer till next next week. That'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, and also if you just if if in the in the episode you take the story through the ship, then you get to see the the, the mm. characters doing their job, mm. and that helps you establish yeah. who they are. And, yeah, you know. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they they you know they they manage a pretty decent um, a pretty decent story with a with a solid kind of diplomacy ending and and pike gets a good moment maybe that's the good and seeing my future that i might remind you that right up until the very end life is to be worn gloriously because until our last moment the future is what we make it you've got that t you've got that tv show contrivance <laughs> of where like a like a character is making a speech and it's and it's beamed on onto screens. all of all of the screens you know, of all of the planets. Yeah, and they always yeah, there's like, like a everyone's watching in the in the squares. <laughs> yeah, there's always like a, a jumbo. There's like a jumbotron in the in the town square. <laughs> yeah, but and everyone very... happens to be there to watch it as well. They, they made the, they made the decision to have a very um, original series episode, didn't they? Mm. Yeah, they really yeah. went for it with that. <clears throat> um, absolutely to their benefit. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. I think. It was so they, they hit all of those beats. Yeah. And I, I definitely, you know, when that episode came to an end, I, f- I found myself kind of nodding, kind of saying, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Good work, Strangely Wells. You've done it. You've achieved the pilot episode. <laughs> 
satisfactory. Thank you. <laughs> Raise your glass. Yeah, yeah. Good, good work. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that was really, that was really good. Wow, <laughs> yeah. wow I can. It, it's, it is possible. <laughs> yeah. Is, is there something just so refreshing about the colour palette of the show? Because we've we've been watching a, I would say from um, I love DS Nine, mm. but from possibly from DS Nine on, it's it's been a bit dreary, mm. and it's been slightly monochroming itself more and more. I mean, we've had lots of lens flare and flash, and do, 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 but it's been rather monochrome. And suddenly we've got this um, vibrant show mm-hmm. visually. And that's, is, is it, is that a tiny part of what's uplifting about this? That's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think, I think the original series was at that, that was very brightly coloured, yeah. partly because it was like one of the first TV shows that was in colour. Yeah. So I think they really yeah, went embraced, for it with the embraced the tech there. But yes, no, yeah. it, does, it definitely and, seems they've embraced uh, primary colours again. In a way, yeah, yeah. Haven't uh, I, I mean, you, say, you say DS9? But to be fair, Next Generation was beige as fuck. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a beige hotel, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> So, that's a good yeah. point, Gemma. I think I think you're right there. Actually, I love the I love the new I love the uniforms in this show. They're yeah, great. Right. Mm. Yeah. Should we launch into episode two, mm-hmm. Children of the Comet, mm. which is I think the best way to remember this one is it's that one with the comet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good old fashioned. Though. It starts off as a good old fashioned space mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, it yeah they're trying to. Um, a comet's on it. On the, on, it's going to hit a planet, and mm-hmm. the Enterprise is there to sort of steer it. Oh, so it doesn't yeah. do that. And they and they fire some photon torpedoes at it. And there's a and there's a defense shield. Mm-hmm. And they're yeah. like, what? what? And then it cuts to credits. It's like, wow. Oh <laughs> <my laughs> <God. laughs> and um, oh yeah, I love this episode. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's uh, kind of a bit of an Uhura showcase as mm. well. We start off with her getting invited to the captain's cabin for dinner with a bunch of other people who all happen to be regular, the regular cast. Unfortunately. Yeah, and laughing, laughing, at, <laughs> yeah. laughing at his, laughing at his slightly non-funny story, <laughs> I found. Like Captain Pike's, Captain Pike's anecdote was all right, but it wasn't hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to I'm gonna laugh a lot. It's like if you're going to, going to dinner with, like, with the bus. You know, you have to. <laughs> I move after him, only a trip. Flat on my face, I shout, freeze, but the Nausicaan keeps running. <laughs> I try to stand up, but my feet are caught in something, and then I realize I've tripped on his pants. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, after, my lieutenant pulls me aside and says, maybe security isn't the best fit for you. <laughs> in, in, in fairness to Chris Pike, we did come in halfway through the story, so maybe with some of the previous context we didn't get, it might have been yeah. more hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, he, I'm sure it, it wasn't a terrible story. It's just it wasn't. It wasn't. I didn't find it. It 
it, maybe, it, maybe, maybe it didn't make me belly laugh you know <laughs> was this a case of i remember rick you always had that thing about uh, uh wrong laughing being really annoying you know when, yeah when I, yeah i don't think this is hilarious think, but it's not that hilarious <laughs> i don't think this was wrong laughing i think it was maybe too too much laughing they were laughing. You laugh. laughing at the boss's joke, Rick. I know. I know. I know why. There was yeah. some yeah. balls going around. Also, Will, I seem to remember that eventually you came on board with the concept of wrong. Oh laughing. yeah, no, I, I, you know, once you explained it to me, it, did, it does. Yeah, wrong laughing makes perfect sense. When, <laughs> yeah, people laugh at something, you're like, that isn't as funny as your laughing <laughs> suggests it is, God. sir. <laughs> I don't think this was a case of wrong laughing. It okay. was just maybe, it maybe their um, their their laughter threshold was set a bit too. Maybe low is different in the, <laughs> in the future. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not criticizing them. I'm not. I, I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not, it sounds like you are. <laughs> I, I I'm not. I wouldn't be like harumphing or anything in the if I was in that. I, I mean, I'd be honored to be invited. You know. I'm digging the hole here, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah, let's carry on. <laughs> um, oh, that's the first time we meet um, the chief Emma. engineer. Chopping vegetables. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. a funny name. That's not his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, chief engineer, Hemmer chopping vegetables. <laughs> He's an Ina. Mm-hmm. He is, yeah. yeah. Which is a nice callback to that Enterprise yeah. story. Very much so. Um, mm. And he's, he's sassy. He's sassy and blind. Sassy and blind. Yeah. But his blindness isn't really a disability to him. Because he's an Enar. Yeah. 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 I quite like that he's using it. He's trying to wind her up and Spock's yeah. like... I don't know if Spock's deliberately helping him or just being Spock. Um, I think he's. Yeah, but, I think I don't think he quite understands how. Yeah, mm, he's winding her mm. up. Um, but her is like she's she's like oh, I'm not on board for this bullshit, and she likes calls yeah. him out in his own language, and that's brilliant. And then he's like, yeah, I like her. Oh, yeah, this is going well. Yeah. Um, and we get we get some really good character stuff with the her, and it's it's really mm. nicely done, and it's quite. Um, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Econ- economical. That mm-hmm. I really like it when a TV show can tell you a lot about a character economically mm-hmm. without without needing a really long scene or sort of dragging something yeah. out. And we ju- we just get just some really honest conversation from from Ahura where she's like, "I don't really know if Starfleet's for me mm-hmm. to be honest. I, mm-hmm. You know, I'm here. I've 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 made it here. I've worked hard for, to get here. I never really." don't know if i was really always totally on board with starfleet mm. and everyone's like oh Ooh, oh okay yeah i really liked all that yes that stuff mm. that was good yeah and i liked um a few scenes later when spock was saying just ha- you know a lot of people are desperate to be where you are now. Yeah. If you really don't think that that this is the place for you, you you you, you should really step down because yeah. someone else wants to be where you are. What I would say to you, that Starfleet has been a lifelong dream for many, myself included. If it is not your path, 
you might consider making way for someone else who wants to walk it. And he delivers it in his classic yeah. Spock, very tactful. Kind of a way. But he but you you get his point. Yeah. You get what he's trying to say. Yeah, you get both of them. Both of their points, yeah. don't you? Where she's, you know, <laughs> she she belong you know, her her abilities um, means that she belongs there. Yeah. But she doesn't know whether she wants it. Mm. Yeah. I think saying, they've, they've done really good in this of giving her the the very forthright no nonsense um, and an supreme talent that, to be fair, she never got written with. But I think Michelle Nichols just sort of bought out with what she had. Mm. Um, I think in this episode they've probably written more for her than they ever did in yeah. all three series of the original. Sadly. Um, but you know that's 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 not to underestimate how well Michelle Nichols did with the character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm absolutely down with how they're presenting her here. I think she's done very well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they end up having to do an away mission on to the mm-hmm. asteroid to see if they can turn the shields off. Uh, comet. Um, <laughs> comet. Yes. <laughs> Ah, not, to be, not to be pedantic, but yeah. <laughs> but you're gonna be. <laughs> wait, wait, I mean, it's called Children of the Comet. So, no, no. Oh, Children not of the Asteroid. asteroid. Kid. <laughs> 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 yeah, and there's there's a really good. This is a this is the episode really where I was thinking of how the the way the script is written and the episode is put together it's a really good balance of character and yeah. uh plot um mm. you know we get we get whole scenes given over to largely ahura's character mm. and digging into her backstory and her motivation but mm. that doesn't feel like that takes anything away from the from the, the plot of the episode mm. which is which oh, is also <laughs> really good there is one thing about episode two um uh sam kirk is in this episode, uh, yeah. so he's he's introduced yeah. at the very end of episode one. So, oh yes, so. we didn't talk about the big Kirk fake out they did. Mm. Yes, um, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, he, I mean, he's not he he doesn't seem to be part of the ensemble cast yet. So the episodes that we've watched, no. he's, yeah. he's 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 in about so far. I think he's been in three of the of the eight that that we've watched. I, mean, I know we we're only talking about the first five, but so far in the run that we've watched, I, I think he's only been in three mm. episodes. But he's in this episode as part of the away mission, uh, the away team, exploring mm. the comets, yeah. and they they're yeah. able to they're able to get in, and then they can't get back out. I think mm. is the yeah. That's where the... So he he decides to go start <laughs> touching the big glowy thing. Classic, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind of kind of foreshadowing his, yeah. his 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 death in Operation Annihilate because I'm sure when he saw those weird. Alien, plastic, weird rubber alien things. You probably space, went like space omelets, aren't they? Yeah, the space omelets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the ones that look like joke shop plastic, sick. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> probably what they were. <laughs> Quite possibly, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so following this episode, I assume that Sankirk died because he just saw one when I was like poking it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like that they've they've resisted the temptation of making him. Like a really big character, mm, yeah. Actually, mm. 
because um, it, I, I think it's nice that he's there and that he that he is a character, but he, the, yeah. but he's not, yeah, he's not overshadowing any of the other characters. Not in any way. I, I think that was the right decision. Mm. And th- there might be an episode mm. in the future where he gets more focus, but um, yeah. at the moment I think this, this was the right way to do it, just have him there, but... But he's yeah. not, uh, yeah. He's not a main character. Yeah. No, but in the, yeah, in the, I mean, this case, he's almost the red shirt. He he does survive, but <laughs> his 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 injury sort of drives a lot more of the plot forward. Then, doesn't it? In terms of increases the urgency of getting the crew back. And mm-hmm. if he didn't have that surname, he would not have survived. He would not. No. <laughs> and to be frank, he probably doesn't deserve to. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> um, oh. Poor Sam Kirk, we've been going around. <laughs> I think stuff. he's all right. I mean, he's not—he's not been in—he's not been in the show a lot, but I've liked. No. He has a moustache. He does. Yeah, it's he quite does, splendid. Yeah. It's yeah. A very. It's neat. It's I like. Neat. I like yeah, that. Very serious moustache. <laughs> Which yeah. I think is a great, great callback to obviously when he did appear in the, the original series as a corpse, played by William Shatner with a moustache. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. I didn't see. know that. Yeah, there's literally an impression on it. They, they turn him over and goes, is this, the, is this your brother, Jim? And it's just Shatner laid there with a moustache oh, on. Weird. Oh, so amazing. I, I just adore that they, they made a big deal of this moustache a couple of episodes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they're, they're on the um, um, comet mm. and uh, they have discovered that it's not just a comet. It is. It's a. It's a vessel. Yeah. Mm. Um, doesn't. It doesn't. A ship yeah. turn up. Yeah. Yes. A ship yes. of uh, zealots. zealots. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. It turns out they revere the comet as a as some sort of religious, well, almost a deity, well, I suppose. It's a deity. Yeah. As a, it's yeah, a, a, it's a, it's a, a cosmic, a, a cosmic being. Yeah. And they're the Whatever shepherds who basically is. follow it around. Yeah, make sure no one messes with it, which is a weird thing when you think it's everything is destined, it is a god, but we'll look after it. Yeah, but we need to be, yeah, we need to be there to make sure it's okay. I guess there are people, I guess they think there are people that are going to mess with its. its Yeah, but surely if you believe that it's all, it's a deity, then Mm. no one really can mess. You know, it's all. Well, it literally says. Foreshadowing if, 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 the end. There. Yeah, they say if he chooses to move, he'll move. It's yeah. like, okay, well, if someone chooses to move him and he don't want to move, he'll stop him. Exactly. Yeah, but, yeah. Or if somebody chooses to move him and he does move, then that was supposed to happen. Yeah. But sometimes they portray religious zealots as as not being particularly logical. But it's it's it, it then so it puts puts Pike in a really difficult position mm. um, because they're mm. they're sort of outgunned by these zealots as well. Like they, mm. you know, they're not they're they're more than a match for the Enterprise, so they know they can't defeat them by force. But also that also that that doesn't really feel like that's the right thing to do anyway. Mm. Um, yeah. So we we've got a like a great kind of almost a sort of a disaster movie situation where there's a ticking clock and they've got to get the, mm. the crew back from the asteroid, but then they've also got to get the asteroid not to hit this planet. And um, yeah, but then you've also got this kind of, uh, this sort of thoughtful 
uh, sort of moral dilemma mm. that that Pike has, and then uh, then a more kind of um, I guess the sort of as the episode goes on, the kind of a spiritual kind of um, more sort of philosophical idea of sort of fate and and destiny and and um, yeah, because he's still discussing his uh, with he's discussing with number one, isn't he? His mm. Um, mm. struggles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The fact that he knows the names of the um, of the people he's going to save mm-hmm. puts a whole new spin on ha- having to accept the fate. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, that's yeah. I, I like that they're still sort of keeping that going because it would have been very easy just to hit from to which they've kind of done in Star Trek before is to have a captain who's like at odds with his his career choices and thinking, should I do? And then they go through a particular mission and come out of that thinking, do you know what? I feel much better about my, my life. <laughs> and, you know, they then forget it. But And while there was an element of that, Pike's, you know, clearly his attitude has shifted a little bit now, mm-hmm. but yeah, he also still, this he's always carrying this burden. Mm-hmm. So, I guess because yeah. he knows, isn't it? That's It's the burden of knowing mm-hmm. rather than, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody, everybody meets their end. <clears throat> But everyone's everyone's heading everyone's everyone's heading closer to their eventual end. That's yeah, not that's not unique for Pike, but he knows what he knows which what his is. So I guess it makes him. So I guess it makes him question. Yeah. What he, he knows what it, it is. makes him think like more about the it. things that he does in, mm. before then. Like like it it makes you sort of if perhaps sort of fools you into think it makes you think more about predestination i suppose if you know something's going to happen the the events that happen the the choices that you make prior to that happening i i imagine you would think or am i am i mate do i have yeah it would it it would make you question everything i think it would just Mm -hmm. it would put a lot of questions into your head about free will and things like that if you're but, set for a course, then are the choices you're making your choices, or are they set out, and they are they going to eventually lead to the to your the, to the thing that you know is going to happen? Mm. Whereas if he didn't know that, he probably wouldn't have those questions. Even though the same things would be happening, he'd still be making choices, but he mm. wouldn't be questioning them, and he wouldn't think about what they were leading to. I can't stop saying it, sir. I would suggest that knowledge of death is vital for effective leadership. Knowledge is one thing, Spock, but I experienced it. How will it live in me? Will it make me hesitant? Cautious, not cautious enough. I'm already second-guessing myself, and that's the last thing a captain can afford. Yeah, and does that does that influence his choice? Mm-hmm. Or was he always gonna make that choice? Which is what he's wrestling mm. with. <clears throat> yeah. 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 It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, getting back to the the comet, um, uh, they kind of come up with a. Uh, how do they do it? I think Spock gets in a shuttlecraft, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, um, I found. I don't know whether I kind of looked away at the wrong time. I found that that bit a bit woolly. I wasn't sure what the plan was. He does a he does a space he, thing in the shuttlecraft, and then it does a thing, and it makes the the uh, comet move. Yeah. Doesn't it? It does, well, but they I... do something to. Uh, uh, well, her at, at the same time is is decoding the language. Yeah, yeah, and and discovers that it's it's sound. 
Yes, and, yeah. And um, start singing. I don't know. She she choose she 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 deciphers the tones that and um, sings, which lowers the 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 shields. Yeah, can be and they can get out. out. But yeah, but ultimately the the astro- the the comet rather is moved out of the way of the. It's no longer going to hit the planet. And it just sort of scoots over the surface. Yeah, and they, but then they have a they they discover a a suggestion that oh. the that the comet knew that that was going to happen, yeah. that it was somehow preordained. It, and it that, sings back, doesn't it? And they decode yes. the, the message. And they just, and but but I think it was a message that had been sent before all oh, this had happened. Yeah. And they yeah, finally yeah, decode yeah. it, and they're like, "Wait a minute! Look Hang what we on. found in this message. It's exactly it looks, what we did. Looks like they knew. Looks like the comet mm. expected Spock to fly that shuttlecraft, and, yeah. and that thing that moved the thing. So then you have that kind of really interesting, and it, it's 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 not a particularly certain ending because mm, you no. kind of. The question is put out to the audience. It's like, well, what do you know? What do you think? Do you think? Um, do you think this was? Did the did the comet know this was going to happen? Had it known this millions of years ago when it left the mm-hmm. it all, on its journey? Was yeah. it all preordained, or was or was yeah. it kind of coincidence? And or did it calculate the possibilities? Yeah. And there's there's no answer, no. And, it, and it's, it's I, I wonderful. Yeah, I really like that because mm-hmm. I don't think it would have been especially satisfying if we had a definitive answer. I think it's more realistic that the, the characters wouldn't necessarily be in a position mm. to have a definitive answer. So have it as a question. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. How many more like it are out there? Was it coincidence that fostered the chance for more life on Per 73? Or something more? Yeah, it's, it's good. And because it, it made me think back to um, the second episode of Discovery Season 2 when they found the, the colony from Earth that had been removed by the Red Angel before World mm-hmm. War Three, And that touched a bit upon, upon Pike having some religion in his family background and religious debates at the dinner table and things like that. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's kind of, I, I would like, you know, I'd be up for if they explore a little bit of that in his character mm. again. So, yeah. Good. Yeah. So I like that idea that, you know, he's at one point, at one time he's trying to hold off what he thinks are religious elites. But on the other hand, he's like, well, actually there is this element of what is this thing? How does it know what's going yeah. on? Yeah, oh God, the zealots were the zealots were both right and wrong at the same time. Mm. Yeah, yeah, um, which is interesting. And it did yeah. it did lead to an interesting scene which you brought up because um, all through this you've had um, flashes of the planet that it's yeah. it's possibly going yeah. to hit, and there's there you see people living on on this planet, and it's a desert planet, and they're all. Oh, everything's really we're living on a desert planet and everything is hard kind of feel to it. <laughs> and then when the asteroid scoots across across the atmosphere, it obviously um leaves 
Mm. ice behind or something which yeah. turns into rain it kind of terraforms Terraf- the planet yeah I guess. and all these mm. people who have who are for i don't know i possibly the entirety of, of the the evolution of this of these this species have lived on a desert planet and they're all like yay it's raining water is falling from <laughs> the sky hooray whereas you would think that possibly they would be terrified yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> they were like why would they be so wet? They'd be like, what the hell is this? Oh, my God, no. The sky is crying. The sky is Why? crying. <laughs> and it did, that That was, the, yeah, a slight niggle with this episode is that um, the characters on the planet were very much, yes. they were very much a cipher. Like They were just there so that you, to, to make the audience understand that they're, A, there were people on the planet, mm-hmm. and B, that the, the thing that the Enterprise did was good. Yes. You understood what it was that they changed about that planet, but there was nothing to the to the characters. No. Like, they weren't characters; they were like pieces of the plot. Yeah, they? but yeah. I mean, as niggles go, it's not. It's not. Uh, yeah. It's a minor. Yeah. yeah, it's a minor. It's like I understand why. The, 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 you know, they could have taken the time in the episode to to make those people actual characters, but I. I you know how much how much would that have added and and it's a storytelling device isn't it yeah, to, to it do is. that uh, it's, yeah, it's fine it's fine yeah no, i mean i like it, it adds a little bit of jeopardy to it because sometimes you have it where they've got to save this planet and you see nothing of the inhabitants like mm. generations but like they've got to stop Saren blowing the sun up because one of the planets of Viridian is inhabited. You don't see it, you know. The idea of this planet <laughs> yeah. being wiped out has got no impact because so at least here they put a face on on it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, really good episode, yeah. and uh, and really also good. I feel like it's worth saying this episode looks great. Mm. Like all of the, the shots of the comet and the the effect shots of the. Um, there's a bit of a space battle, and then the, the uh, shuttlecraft kind of flying through the coming. Mm. It, it looks fabulous. Yeah, yeah. And ag- again, it's story. another. It's another episode. The story feels very TOS. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it would fit in. You know, it would fit in TNG. It would fit anyway. It would fit in any Star Trek series, but it it does have that sort of feel. To it, uh, yeah. I, I, I thought. I mean, I, I love this episode. I, the like the concept of um, people who sort of um, look after a comet because they think that they believe it to be a some sort of cosmic being is mm. is my absolute jam. So yeah. I, I, I loved it. And it's cool that the you know the episode doesn't say at the end they, those guys were wrong. Yeah, no. or those guys were right. Exactly. So, you know, mm. well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> which which I liked, I, you yeah. know. I really yeah. like that. Um I think that was kind of almost more of a, a setup for the series than the pilot episode. And the pilot episode mm. was an introduction to the people and but this is kind of almost a, a spiritual setup for the series, yeah. I think. And, it, and yeah. it was, you know, it was a better episode than the pilot. As much as I like the pilot, I, mm. I, I think episode two was was really good. Yeah. Um. In the in the interest of time, uh-huh. let's strike into episode three, shall we? Um, Ghosts of Illyria. 
Yeah, so in this episode, ooh, the, this is a um, this is kind of a uh, like a contagion episode, like a, a disease oh, uh, yes. disease of the week episode, hey. if you will. Um, <laughs> Where the uh, yeah the crew of the episode uh, the the crew of the episode <laughs> um, yeah they 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 they're gradually incapacitated by this because the the crew beam down onto a planet don't they and when they they beam back up yeah um, the planet has been was inhabited by the Illyrians Illyrians do I say yeah, that right yeah mm-hmm. yeah it was are, a col- like a colony wasn't it colony yeah who are um, a people who um, genetically manipulate themselves in order to, mm. I don't know, for, for various reasons, mm. and they have been, uh, they un- they were not allowed to join the Federation because they frown on that sort of thing. Yeah. Because everything is black and white, and we don't like it. <laughs> it's Therefore, okay when Dr. Bashir does it, right? Well, he didn't do it. It was done to him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, good and they did that. They hushed that up. Yeah, okay, good point. But, yeah. um, <laughs> but anyway, um, there is there are species who who do this freely, and it's it's part it's just part of their um no, their cult, is their yeah. culture, yeah. yeah. And we won't you know maybe won't reveal too much about that right now. But yes, um, but the the colony is 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 dead. Hmm. There's no one left, and um, they beat down to see what what's gone on. Yeah. And they come back and then start... Riddled with disease. Riddled with disease. <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't been uh, the old uh, transporter is not uh, taken that out, has it? Useless. It yeah. always mm. happens, doesn't it? Bloody useless. <laughs> but, well, we find out why, don't we? And the, the symptoms are a... Um, uh, absolutely going nuts for light, oh, isn't light. it? Having really, an absolute really raging boner raging for light. Boner for light. <laughs> they can't They're all up in the lights. Oh, crank up the lights. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, yeah, imagine if it was, imagine if this episode had been on around Christmas. <laughs> it would have been ideal. It would have been ideal. They'd be very happy. Yeah, everything would be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, moths, moths disease, <laughs> <laughs> and oh, and uh, Pike and Spock are trapped down on the of planet, course, aren't they? Because yeah, there was a storm, and the and once again, hey, the, Spark um, was in a library and having a lovely time. He was having a lovely time. <laughs> well, why wouldn't he be? He's in the library. Yeah, and even um, the and and even the it's a, one of those, it's a tube library of tubes. That he holds the tube. It's very Star Trek. He holds the tube and then twists the tube around, and that's him reading the tube. <laughs> yeah, that is, is very Star Trek, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's sort of it's a massive surprise that everyone said to Pike, "We you got to get back here quickly because if you if you don't, you might get mm. left behind." And then he. Clearly. He doesn't, and he gets left behind, and he's mm. stuck. Surprise. Damn it, I wish we had more time. These shelters are pretty old. We should get everyone back to the Enterprise. All right, everyone, pack up your data and head to the rendezvous point for transport. Spock, this is Pike. Come here. The storm must be interfering. I'll go grab him. No, no, I got it. You get the rest of the team back home. Um, it means that, it means that, number one, 
Una, mm-hmm. is um, sort of in charge on the ship, which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. sort of important for the for the plot. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and indeed. It's, it's fair to say that the, the character focus for this uh, this episode is on her, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the, the sort of reveal of her of her mm. secret, I suppose, mm. um, which is really interesting. Yeah, but it's it's another um, yeah. It's, I this was another really good one, I think. Mm. Uh, loads of really interesting stuff to to dig into and i like the like a disease like an outbreak of disease kind of episode it made me think of the naked now because Mm -hmm. that came really early on in tng was that episode (laughs) two tng it was yeah Yeah. it it did make me think you know it's okay they waited till the third episode (laughs) there's another classic um trek trope in this episode um Pike and Spock are on the planet, and there are these, you know, these beings. There's a big cloud, yeah. like a big storm cloud, and there are these beings that it's seem to live in the cloud, and who you think are malevolent or, mm. or at least antagonistic, but it, but it turns out they're not. They are yes. well. They are the Illyrians. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, it, they, they do. They do, in order to protect them from the storm, they do smash their way through the door in order to get to I think because as a non-corporeal being, you're, you're inherently subtle, you have to be unsubtle <laughs> to help people. That's, what, that's the way I frame it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, but, that yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I enjoyed this episode. I, I, I'm not sure if I missed something, but I did, I did, I, I did think it that once, once um, number one had revealed that she was an Illyrian, like mm. she quickly sort of worked an antidote together to sort of cure everybody. But well, I guess being an Illyrian, maybe that's part of their culture and well, I mean, easy no, to do. She, she didn't. Oh, did she? I mean, once she, she revealed did. the fact that she was, they then. Oh yeah, she went to him. Oh no, she went to Mbenga, Did she? Yeah, yeah, she went to Mbenga and he he. Did use her blood? Did you find anything that could help synthesize a cure? Just because you. Have I'm immune. Understand. You don't know that. I've already come down with it. And my immune system did what it was bioengineered to do. I didn't tell you earlier because. I'm an Illyrian. Would that even work? No. Why not? My body knew how to fight off the infection. It's not that simple. Yeah, he used a because her... Oh no, he didn't. Because she because she metabolized it so quickly, you can't use her blood, but she That's cured right. um what's her name? A take. A sung sung. Yes, yeah. She cured her from um radiation poisoning. That's right. And they were able to use her blood to create a cure. Yeah, yeah. When she was all like, ah, let me go to the lights, let me go to the wall. Oh, I'm a moth, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a moth. Yeah, they didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they did have a smackdown. They did. Pretty good. She, yeah, she's, yeah. She's tough, isn't she's she? She's tough. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're a bit of a fan of her. Of Sung, aren't you? I have to admit, I am a little bit of a fan of her. Yeah, um, yeah, she's she's a tough, no nonsense. She is uh, young lady. Young lady. <laughs> we also get the reveal that Doctor Mbenga is hiding his daughter in the yes. trunk. Oh, yeah. Yes. So that's this one where that's revealed. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's that's why they didn't filter out the um, the virus. Yes. There. Yeah. Because he didn't he, update. The... Yeah, he, he refused the updates. The medical transporters. That's right. He he, um, he he fooled the engineer, the chief engineer, by turning the lights off. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which you know, of all the things to fool a blind guy, I think. <laughs> yeah. I do. I remember thinking when I when I watched this episode, that was like. Um, that was that was a whole another thing to digest. Mm. Um, that that felt like that was sort of rushed in at the end. Like, wait a minute, what? But 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 I don't actually, think it was. But it but it was just it it was just that. I think I'd misinterpreted it. It was just that mm. this was going to be a bit of a running thread mm. throughout the series. Yeah. This wasn't a story just for this episode. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think maybe in my head I was thinking they they weren't going to be revisiting this anytime soon, but it wasn't. They were just introducing this idea. This this is a story that's going to play out. Yeah, yeah. Over a few episodes, but yeah, I just I hadn't understood it at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So episode four, uh, Memento Mori, um, was just ah. Uh, I well, when we'd finished watching epi- this episode, like we, we and Gemma pretty much watched this episode in in total silence. Mm. And then when this episode finished, we kind of like kind of looked at each other. And we were just like, "Oh my god, that episode was amazing!" <laughs> oh my word, what what have we just witnessed? <laughs> You're certainly not wrong. It was amazing. Ah, oh, so good. Really, really. Loved episode yeah. four. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah it, was, um, it was. Just one of those episodes of Star Trek that just just hits every, just yes. hits everything. That was it. That was like this is the most glorious thing that Star Trek has made for how many years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just you know, just snuck in there as episode four. Yeah. It's like oh, it's not a big deal. It's just episode four. <laughs> oh, by the way, it's the greatest. <laughs> it's the greatest episode of Star Trek ever made. <laughs> So, <clears throat> so it starts off where the Enterprise is delivering a a component, like an air filter or a, or a washing, like a washing machine or a, <laughs> or something to apply to a colony planet, aren't they? Is it like an atmospheric filter or something? Is something to help atmospheric them breathe? to Finibus mm-hmm. 3. Okay. Um, and everything's very quiet. And uh, they're, they're having Starfleet Remembrance Day. Mm, everyone, yeah. everyone wears a badge. Everyone wears the badge of their old of their old vessel. Yeah. Or I guess, I guess, I guess, some, I guess some ship that they lost a friend or, yeah, or family members. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think Pike and Spock are wearing Discovery ones. Oh, hadn't clocked that. No, I don't think you can really see. I think some people have zoomed in and stuff and put pictures up. Surely uh, they wouldn't be able to. Actually, that that doesn't make sense. They shouldn't be able to. Or they've got 
prop pictures from the set. I don't know. Oh no, 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 no! I don't, I don't dispute that they should, but but technically they shouldn't be allowed to. Oh, because they're not meant to talk not about. Meant to talk yeah, about Discovery's it. a yeah. secret. Isn't Discovery it? doesn't exist. Uh, to, um, I think. Yeah, I in, think Pine Smudge is not. I don't think Pine Smudge was Discovery. I think it was something else. Ah, uh, well, the, uh, it, Discovery's class is destroyed. Okay, so maybe they yeah. could. Uh, maybe right. could. Yeah. They classified the spore drive, and they classified the true events. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, put on a, on a personal level to them, you know, they they are gone. Oh mm. yeah, no, I'm just thinking so, about the whole the, the the it's been handed down. They're not supposed to mention discovery, and mm-hmm. but I guess if it's been classified as destroyed, then that's okay. They can. Memorialize it. I, the episodes. I mean, the episode's called Memento Mori, isn't it? Yeah. So it's a nice nod to that, I suppose. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. So there. Uh, oh, and um, Lam. Um, is it Lam? Lam. Yes. Uh, like, yes. Yeah. yeah. She, she. She refuses to wear. She. She won't. She's not gonna. You know. She's not gonna bow to Morkish emotionality and. Yeah. She's yeah. gonna. It's just too traumatic, isn't it? I think it's too traumatic what happened yeah, on the Yeah, it is. Oh, it's absolutely, yeah. She won't, yeah, she just won't even look at that. So yeah. she, she just keeps soldiering on. I mean, so they, yeah. go down to the, they go down to the planet and no one's there and there's just a big, there's a big puddle of blood. A puddle of blood. <laughs> um, and, you know, but that's great. Like, as soon as, I mean, you know something, as soon as that happens, you're like, you know something's off, and this is mm-hmm. going to be a, a dramatic episode. Um, and, and it builds from there, really. Like mm-hmm. it, it just it ramps up the tension and the drama, and mm-hmm. and um, I think this has a really long introduction before the credits, if I remember correctly. Because, it, because yeah. it's setting because it's setting this up. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, and it culminates with. Um, Pike realizing that they've been lured into a trap, and he says, "Like, mm. oh my yeah. god!" And then, it, and that's it. And that, <gasps> raise shields, red alert. We can't. The transport tube. We can't raise shields. Oh no! <clears throat> so cool. Like it's, mm. it, yeah, it just sets up, it just sets up an amazing episode because yeah. it's yeah. it's so it's so gripping when when you know, the main characters are in genuine peril like yeah. they? like they've been they've been hoodwinked they've been they've been bettered they're they're up against a, a formidable opponent and who knows what might happen yeah yeah and lan uh clocks them as uh, she, she realizes it's the gorn yeah. doesn't she yes because um because of her experience mm-hmm. with the yeah, gourd. she recognises the tactics because they um, they they beam back to the ship and it's all a mystery. And then they notice. Um, do they notice or are they signal from a, another ship? Do they find? The, do they find the refugees? Yeah. Do they find a ship with the they some, do, yeah, some colonists on? And that's there's right. A, there's like a spokeswoman, and it's it's very good because I. Initially, the spokeswoman to me seems very suspicious. There's something not right, but you can't. Yeah, I thought that know. too. Yeah, I thought yeah. I, yeah. I, I wondered, I wondered if the Gorn had done something to the colonists. Yeah, yeah. 
but I think that's not the case. They're just they're just yeah. there as a lure. They're there to keep them occupied while the mm-hmm. gore sneak up on them. Yeah. And for the for the for the for the whole episode, the Gorn are very much a kind of faceless mm. enemy, um, mm. and I think we've we discussed before. It's it very much sort of becomes a kind of submarine show, yes. and akin to Balance of Terror, in the original series, where it's it's very much that the ship is operating in in the dark. Mm-hmm. There are, you know, they're massively out outgunned. Um, I mean, Wrath of Khan and yeah. Star Trek Six. They're all we well, can't see. Can't see the other ship. You have to hide. Yeah, brilliant. It's, it's just so so cool. What I really liked about this episode is that they. It isn't just a kind of a. They, they don't. They don't dwell heavily on the, on the, space action. You know, they could have made it a real. Uh, kind of action movie episode but it isn't like that really so they they kind of have each each gorn ship that mm. they encounter they have to find a different way yeah. to take it down um mm. and it's, about, even it's like, about surviving isn't it it's about that's the main yeah. thing just to survive they've they've been walloped there all their medical supplies are gone their weapons are not many weapons left yeah. it's about surviving about being clever yeah yeah and it's that kind of uh that sort of starfleet ingenuity yeah that the often gets talked about where they have they have to think their way out of the the situation and but there's know, also there's quite... an element of, of, of ruthlessness the, the mm. uh, pike shows his his brutal ruthlessness um, yeah yeah in this episode where he he is using the gorns um, the Gorns, yeah, they're kind of like their drive to against them. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's a nice touch. Yes. Um, you said when the Gorn hunt, they are relentless; they don't stop. You exploited that as a weakness. Give me a damage report. Mister Spot keeps scanning for the other two ships. And you know, we we even get the TNG trope of having a. Uh, some of the space battles happening off screen, yeah. but you <laughs> see, yeah, they do. They, but you see the effect on on the ship as it's yeah, happening. Yeah. You know, they they set off a charge relatively close to the ship, mm. but they they are affected by it as well. Yeah, and it's do you know, and it doesn't it doesn't annoy at all. It's no. it's an utterly gripping episode, and it's just. <laughs> that kind of enclosed the tension of yeah. that enclosed space um in that void yeah and that's all they yeah. have so it's actually yeah. using a, um um using a torpedo as a depth charge yeah. is always cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> brilliant yeah okay like you're saying like any, as soon as a because a spaceship, a spaceship is very similar to a submarine, so mm. it, it's almost like in these episodes you're getting to the core of the core of what what it's about, really. Like mm. it's that's when that, that's yeah. Submarine movies are, are really good because it's there's there's so much ten. If a submarine is sort of found, that's that that's when it's it's probably going to be destroyed. So it's, mm-hmm. they have to yeah. be that that's the that's the thing like they're 
submarines are dangerous, but if you find them, then then that's almost game over. So you, mm. it's it's about that sort of like you were saying, well, like the ingenuity and and not being able to see each other and sort of just that battle of wits. Yeah, yeah. And you get there's there's a great uh, kind of subplot with Uhura and the um, oh, uh, the chief engineer yes. guy, where they're trying to defuse a like defuse a. What are they I'm trying not entirely to? Sure what oh, it's the cargo be that they were carrying. What's yeah. that? What it is, but it's like a piece of equipment that's basically going to explode yeah. <laughs> unless they can find a way to fix it. And the chief engineer's hands are busted. Yeah, so Uhura has to do it. And they, they get to do some bonding. Yeah. And it's really nice. Yeah. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to talk me through what to do. I'm going to be a team. It's not that simple. It's a variety of data that only I can assess. And I'm the only one here with a working set of fingers. I'm not fond of teams. Get fond. Yeah. Well, they... they they, they fail. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not the, you know, they bond. Yeah. 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 I also like that it's it's giving us a bit of this thing with the her that we kind of explore what it's like to be a cadet on the placement mm. on Starship. Yeah. Like that, which is quite yeah. a nice thing. Getting to sort of rotate around the different departments and experience a bit of every job and stuff. You know, the different styles and stuff, because Hemma's obviously quite abrasive. Um, mm. Yeah, and she's trying to kind of prove herself to him, mm. isn't she? And she and and she does. Yeah. Um, he's he's abrasive in a in a quite a jolly manner. Really. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, yeah. It's almost yeah. like he's he, he wants to be seen as gruff and unapproachable, but actually he's quite a bit of a softy. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I really like that this episode has has time for this kind of character stuff mm-hmm. and, and you know, a little bit of a character story mm-hmm. in amongst this, this sort of action and kind of high tension. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the things I like you know, when they do this sort of thing because um, we're talking about the submarine style, but Starship Down from DS9 mm-hmm. is, is a similar one. I mean, you, you, you have little groups of them in different places on the ship yeah, like, um, and that's always great fun. And Disaster does that really nicely on TNG, where yeah. like, the crew split up in different places and each doesn't have to do their own little things. So you've got those guys in the cargo bay doing that, and then you've got everything going on in sick bay. And it's just yeah, I love, love doing that, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff because you get all the fun and tension of the submarine movie, but you also get everyone gets a bit to do. Mm. So. Yeah. Yeah, and and um, Starship Down and um, Disaster that they, they both came like fairly not necessarily late on in in their respective shows, but they you were well into the this is like third or fourth season for for those shows, and you know they, this Starship is episode... Down series season four and Disaster was season five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and this is you know. Four. No, exactly. So th- this is like this is a pretty surprising move for the mm. fourth episode of. I guess in that era, that that this is set in the era of um, real frontier adventures. I guess mm. for for the Federation, mm. they, I mean, they talk about the era, don't they? In Voyager and yeah, definitely in Voyager. Um, maybe a bit in TNG and DS9, yeah. but this was when you know they're they're in there on the frontier, aren't they? They're, yeah. The the, yeah. the Gorn have made an incursion there. Mm. Um, 
and the gorn the gorn are that they're, they're a real threat in this episode mm-hmm. you know the absolutely they're, they're, a terrifying villain and maybe all the more effective that they you don't have any communication with them they're yeah. just they're shipped just out there they're, they're not interested in talking to they just see the you as prey yeah there's um yeah. there's an episode of there's an episode of enterprise early on in enterprise which is which is similar mm. where um is it the one where they almost turn back and they just like they just they're yeah, outmatched they get, and yeah, they, they, get, they don't have a, they don't have they they have can that like they have they have the cannons on sh- the ship but they have the yeah. phase cannons on the ship they haven't they haven't installed them yet because they weren't yeah. ready when they yeah and so um, and that that enemy that enemy is is seriously what is very threatening so that, that's another brilliant episode very similar mm. to this one I guess um, yeah it's not so much yeah. of a submarine ship but it's like. But but they are outmatched and and they have to work out what to do and yeah that's, yeah. A, that's a great episode too. I think I think it, another thing in Strange New Worlds, the the ship feels more like more of a character. Mm. I think mm-hmm. that's another thing that makes it well. I mean, DS Nine maybe we had the Defiant and the Station, but but I definitely feel like I mean it is the Enterprise, so it's it's been we've seen it before, but. But yeah, I think like uh, I think I maybe the ship's Pike, a... Pike does speak about the the ship in that respect, doesn't he? He's always um, he's always stating that the ship can do this and can do mm. that. She'll be fine. Mm. She'll look after us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is which is cool. It's, how, it's kind of how Kirk mm. would talk about the ship, isn't it? So, yeah. Going back to but, the 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 med bay stuff because that's the 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 power's knocked out so yeah. the aspects been knocked out so they can't they can't use the med bay mm. um properly they can't replicate um medicines they can't they can't use and it's they're really down to cutting people open and sewing people up and it's yeah. just yes yeah, yeah stitching stitching wounds and stuff because all the yeah. all the Medical supplies have gone as well, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the, mm. They've got no blood plasma, so they have to literally take transfusions yes, from other people. Yeah, and that becomes a key yeah. element. Mm. Triage. Wonderful yeah. thing where number one says, "No, don't, don't give me that. This is an order. Give it yeah. to her." Yeah. She needs plasma. There's none left. Give her mine. It's the last one. You're about to lose a massive amount of blood. That's an order. She's so badass. She's so she? badass. She and then you have the bit at the end where you, the doctor is, I can't remember his name now, sorry. Mbenga. Mbenga is, Mbenga, um, sorry, is um, directly transfusing from himself. Mm. Yeah. 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 And it's. Yeah. It's good that they all they still know all that stuff. Like they well, yeah, that was because didn't he? He said he said to Nurse Chapel, um, "How are you? you know? Yeah, how are you like sewing? Skills? How are you sewing skills?" <laughs> and she was shocked. And you think, yeah. well, surely if you're on a ship that's that's going out into the unknown universe, you'd you'd need to know the basics, wouldn't you? Because you don't know what's mm. going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, Which you know, not clearly does. Yeah, I, I suppose situations where the ship is damaged and resources become scarce, 
are the ones where you're more likely to need the medical expertise anyway. Mm. Mm. So, yeah. But yeah, it was, it, was, it was good. It's good to see them sort of out of the comfort zones and having mm. to deal with these situations. It's, it's just <clears throat> one of those episodes where you kind of come out of it thinking that I. I can't think of anything to nitpick about mm. that episode. Like everything about it works, mm. you know, everything is great. And it, and it might be that I, I've misremembered that, but the, but the, <laughs> the, the, the main no, no, things about we it were, were so good. We were so, that, we were so thrilled. At the end yeah, of the episode. yeah. We were just, as you said, gobsmacked. This is amazing. We haven't even talked about flashbacks. Lan's flashbacks. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, that's right. So we, the episode even has time to kind of dig dig into her mm-hmm. background. And I, what I really liked about that is it wasn't um, – they, they tied that into the main plot so mm. well yeah. because that ended up being a way for her to discover – a way to destroy one of the gone ships. Yeah. And how they communicate, yeah, because how they communicate, they communicate by like clicking. Yeah. She remembers, she remembers hearing them when they like killed everybody on their ship. Mm-hmm. And so then, yeah, they were able to kind of send them a false message um, and get them to, to destroy one of the other gone ships. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the look of triumph on her face and yeah, mm. it was just, it was, mm. It's yeah, a beautiful moment of character. <laughs> and she and she sort of early on, like very, at the very beginning of the episode, she's she knows something's off and just mm. almost trying to remember. Yeah, why why what she's feeling that way? And mm. yeah, I mean, it, this episode did make me did make me think back to um, uh, Arena. I love that episode of TOS, mm. of TOS but but I'm, I'm wondering, like, so. When they when Kirk fights that Gorn, have the have the aliens that have sort of arranged this tournament have they have they made it harder for the Gorn to fight because it feels like because in we see in Enterprise we see a Gorn and it's a bit more like a dinosaur like a mm. Velociraptor almost mm. and yeah you know, like um I mean I, don't get me wrong I love Arena I think it's a great episode but it just makes maybe. me think well maybe they just sort of made it a fair contest by. Maybe. A really crap one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just that great kind of that very slow arm sweep that the god and again, I love that episode. I'm not, I'm not criticizing it, but I just wonder. I, if we see Gorns in Strange New World, I'm not sure if we will because, like you guys were saying, we didn't need to, and they were still terrifying. Yeah, but, but like a full on, full, fully powered. Velociraptor gone. You would imagine that. I mean, Kirk would try his best, but would just get <laughs> demolished by that. <laughs> Maybe the Gordon Arena was just toying with him. Maybe. Maybe. Just teasing him, taunting him. Because I mean, what what what's brilliant in Arena is when Kirk heaves, heaves this massive boulder up and lobs it at the Gordon. It just bounces <laughs> off him, and he's like not bothered. <laughs> yeah, and I guess Kirk must be is very strong. Like, he, like, like he's if he can lift a boulder up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was lifting a sizable piece of polystyrene there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, <laughs> or or at least his stunt double was. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah it's a you know this episode it it, it wasn't as if episodes one two and three were lacking anything no, it's just okay. episode four was just like this is the point i was thinking this 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 star trek show is something special <laughs> You know, yeah, like, have you ever had a yeah. first season quite I mean, like had, this from a track show before? Real, real edge of your seat peril. It had mm. character um, depth. It had, yeah. it just, it was just. And, uh, as we were saying, like, great use of, like, taking a flashback, but using it to mm-hmm. tie it into the main plot. Yeah. Um, and I, te- I told you told you something about the character, mm-hmm. gave you some backstory, but it also moved the plot forward, and it was exciting. And like that's you that's hard about, to yeah. write, isn't it? Yeah, to, yeah, to make yeah. that all work. And you cared about right. the, the the every single character in this. Mm. You had yeah. you had um, the, and this is a this is a thread that's been through since Pike. You had. Um, because Lan was was seeing her brother, mm. she was seeing visions of her brother, but she wasn't collapsing into a, a jelly on the floor because she was seeing visions of her brother over the people's shoulders. She was just carrying on because mm. she's carrying that trauma and yeah. she's she's functioning with that trauma the same way as Pike is whenever he sees a reflection of himself, all kind of. Bleh. Uh, in 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 whatever reflective material he's looking at, yeah, um, yeah, these are people who are carrying their trauma and they're they're finding a way of of moving through with it, mm. and it's just yeah, but it's what you got to do, isn't it? It's that's like real life, I guess. It's yeah, mm. yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Um, yeah, that episode was just was it's definitely my yeah. favorite episode episode of mm-hmm. this this season so far and yeah. definitely the my favorite episode of star trek since star trek returned mm, yeah yeah i think i'd agree with that and they had another thing the, the two <laughs> nameless characters um uh when they were when the ship was was being um damaged and there was there was a bit when they were trying they were having to close down oh yeah, certain yeah. Decks. and you'd had a, a flash previously of these two characters walking past each other and well one of them walked past the other one in the corridor and they kind of did a nod and then in this point they're they're trying to escape um this and then one of them falls down the other one kind of basically picks them up and pushes them through through the door yeah and pike and, has to make the pike decision to seal the to seal the yeah bulkheads and, yeah. and that one dies and and um these two nameless characters and they're they're highly memorable yeah yeah and that's I think, and as well the episodes like this they 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 make you they make you realize that it's dangerous like what they're doing is yeah. dangerous mm-hmm. like it's yeah it's not you know, I mean, TNG is brilliant, um, but a lot of the time, a lot of the time, things are relatively comfortable. Mm. Mm. Um, but I mean, you know, I'm I'm a I'm all on board for like shows set on a spaceship where it's dangerous, and like we were talking about before, there is like they're on the frontier, they're 
they're facing things that they've not faced before. It's it's yeah. Yeah. there's a lot of it's dangerous. It's that makes it more exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and you know, and that's that's what shows like as we discussed before, like Starship Down and and Disaster really, um, really kind of work and really hit home, and um, yeah, this is another great example of that kind of show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we should probably move on to. There's, there's one more thing at the end for- of the episode. Pike is down. In the loading bay with yeah. all of the 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 people who died in their yeah. little tubes, yeah, and he's you know having a, a moment with them all when Lan comes down, which is more than Picard would ever have done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, I think you're right. Yeah. Um. Let's let's talk about <laughs> anyway, episode five, shall we? Anyway, Gemma. <laughs> so what, what I what I really liked about episode five is that it it was a great follow on from episode four, in that it was completely different. <laughs> yes. but it didn't didn't forget that no. episode four had happened. It was you know no. it immediately followed. It used up that. It used four. that, I guess, because yeah. the yeah. ship yeah. was in space dock. But yes. it also was yeah, a very yeah. nice change of pace. Yeah, and that's exactly it was felt like that was exactly the right decision. It's like how do you follow up an episode like that? You you yeah. do something completely different mm. and you yeah, kind of show how how this show can, can do that. Yeah. You know? I mean what um, what would happen next? Well this this ship is really beaten up, so yeah. how are you yeah. gonna deal with that? Well it's gotta go in and get fixed. Yeah. It reminded me a bit of um Although they're not quite the same thing, you know, the follow up to uh, Best of Both Worlds part one and two, which is, is it family? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, where it's like TNG kind of takes some time out and they just do, yeah. a, do a real character episode mm-hmm. um, and, and everyone goes home and sees their family. Mm-hmm. Where, whereas in, in this, they, you know, they go back to Space Duck, mm-hmm. um, but it's, uh, and and everyone just be silly. <laughs> just, not everyone. No, not everyone. No. Banker has a nice long time fishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fishing time. I have to admit, uh, there's part of me that that if I knew that the ship would be empty, I might just stay on the ship. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I love that whole. They, they, you know, it's the idea. Oh, everyone calls you the, the place where um, fun, fun goes, goes to die. die. <laughs> oh, I have yeah. a lovely time. This is brilliant. Yeah. Oh, it's so quiet on the ship. This is perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I'm going to do. Getting like, like, a relaxation lamp. <laughs> 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 so there's no right, cues. There'll be no cues at the in the canteen. Oh. Just do whatever you want. You can walk around the ship naked. If you wanted to do that, I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. You would, you would totally do that. I would do that. I love that. And you wouldn't wash for five days. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't wash. Why would I? <laughs> I'd wash just before everyone came back in. Um, yeah, so this episode we get several different little stories playing out, um, which are a little bit more 
fun, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Um, a little bit of hijinks. Yeah, so Pike's got drawn into helping with these negotiations with this world. Oh, yeah. So, uh, and they seem to be quite difficult to work with. Um, yeah, so we, we, we touched on Lan and Una, who um, hear that the crew considers them to be no fun and decide mm-hmm. to go out and have fun and complete the Enterprise bingo card. What do you two have planned for shore leave? Are you kidding? They don't shore leave, they sure stay. All right. The nickname. <clears throat> I don't know what I'm saying. I should probably go. Chivka. What nickname? I can't remember. It's... Uh... Where fun goes to die. <laughs> Which leads to some quite amusing moments. I quite like their um, their phaser stun battle thing. Yes. Because to be fair, yeah, yeah, you do that. You absolutely <laughs> But yeah, I think maybe the biggest one is Spock and T'Pring. Mm-hmm. Have a little bit of time. Um, Spock is then drawn into the negotiations that Pike's got. So T'Pring is a bit peed off. So they end up doing a little ritual trying to understand each other better and swap bodies. Somehow. Oh no, it goes horribly wrong. Yeah. Um, and it's brilliant because obviously they are the two most sort of straight faced characters you could have Indeed. on the show. They're uh, straight faced, but also f- fully aware of themselves. So mm. it's just the kind of, it, it's the awareness that it is amusing, but they are kind of not amused by it, but they <laughs> are amused by it. And yeah. They, it must be so much fun. Them. It must be so much fun to act that. Must yeah. be, I, I get that. That's something else that I get from this show as well. It must be so much fun just to be part of that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do all seem like they're having a lot of fun with it. They do, and they're just—they're yeah. so—they're they're superb. To Pring is superb, and yes. um, Spock is superb. They mm-hmm. just absolutely nail those characters. Yeah, yeah. I think we're gonna have. A different view of a mock time when, uh, when yeah. we've had after everything we get with to bring in Spock and the idea of their relationship as it was. And it's good because it'd be so easy just to just say, okay, well, we're not going to do too much with Spock because everyone knows Spock, you got loads to do in the other series, but it's going to be great as like a straight man for all the comedy stuff. But mm-hmm. they get, they, they've, they've, they've actually taken the time to sort of really go in and, as you say, they're kind of like fleshing Vulcans out more mm. and more. In a, in, a, in a great new way. So he's not just that they still get to do the comedy in that way, but it, it's much more out of the character than out of out of just the oh he's he's the ultimate straight man sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's working yeah. very nicely. They're, yeah. they're exploring things that we haven't seen of Spock before. Mm. Oh, you know, we don't really know much about this relationship. Um, we've, we've explored it here. You know, in, in much more depth than we've ever mm. have done before. Yeah. So that's that's been great. Mm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So Tpring has um has a, a very important job. Yeah. She works with offenders. She treats she her job is to what she, oh she she's what so she what likes, is she's she... a, she's both an investigator and she brings people in and she helps is she like, like a probation officer, almost like a 
it feels like there's more of a sort of rehabilitation. Yeah, definitely, rehabilitation is the is the um, aim, isn't it? But maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. in a Vulcan prison, your your role is all of those things. Yeah, well, she okay. she does seem to go out and to bring people because that was her job. That was yeah. what she what she had to do in this episode, wasn't it? She had to to mm. bring someone in. Mm. Also, <laughs> yeah. Do that by going and talking to them rather than arresting them. Well, that's the that's that's the beauty of Vulcan society. You yeah. know, someone goes off and commits offences. You better go and logically explain to him why he needs to uh, <laughs> come, come back and come in yeah. for rehabilitation, and then he will be logically rehabilitated over time until he can go back and rejoin society. <laughs> but I quite love that. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, their approach to it. So, yeah. so as, as surprisingly. Whilst they have been body swapped, they both have very important jobs to <laughs> yeah, do. By, by chance, <laughs> both of them have to do something really, really important that is really specific to their, their themselves. Yeah, their <laughs> skill set that mm-hmm. the other one possibly has. You guys did a body swap? Like, you, like your minds are in each other's? That is correct. I am Spock. And I am Tukring. Now that you know, you can likely tell the very clear differences in our mannerisms. Yeah, totally. Which is, which is like, it's a sort of a bit of a ridiculous sort of comedy of errors, isn't it? But it it works, it really works, you know, and it works even better coming off the back of the seriousness of episode four. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's there's also a nice moment before the body swap when um, Spock's obviously had to leave to Pring for for the duties he got to perform. And he ends up going and having a chat with with uh, Chapel about it. I quite like yeah. that in terms of it. It builds up a lot more about them two and their friendship than just mm. you know, as we said, the nurse pining after him. Yeah. But, uh, also makes me wonder: is like, is something going to happen at some point that explains why Spock's no longer feels as like so close to her in that way? Do to Pring? No, to Chapel. Mm. Maybe they're going to end up um, have, having sexual intercourse, and then um, I had to say it. I'm so sorry. Oh, wow. Yeah, maybe they're going to end up getting it on, and I then do. he's going to kind of push her away. I I feel that would be Could too be? too boring an explanation, you know. Mm. Too mm. Uh, also, it would make him. A massive jerk. It would. <laughs> so maybe they're not going to do that. Kind of would, but um, but that doesn't. That does feel no, like no, that no, might I, be in I, keeping with I, his character. No, I think it's going to be more that she. Well, she's. I don't think she's interested in trying pining after someone who's in a relationship. She's. She's mm. stated that. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, there's always. Yeah, I don't think she wants to be in a relationship right now. Them. Although I it turns out I, she is engaged to Roger Corby. Who? Oh, she actually. I thought they weren't engaged anymore. I thought they'd broken that off. Well, in, in, in the, when you get to the original series and what a little girl's made of, they find oh. Roger Corby. He's been missing for years, and he was engaged to to Chapel. Um, she actually, I think, in that episode, she states that's why she joined Starfleet to see if she could find him. Which I always oh, find so he's weird. not. So Roger Roger Corby's not the chap that she's on a date with in. 
this episode. Sorry, I no, thought you were. No, yeah, no, no. I, I thought that's what you meant as well. Ah, no, no, I was referring to the, the guy who, who had was on the robot planet. So I, they they uh, haven't mentioned anything because she she's spoken about being <clears throat> averse to. Uh, yeah. Relation. Uh, mm. Well, maybe they could maybe they could tie that in, yeah. but right right now she's just maybe she's not interested in being in a relationship because the last mm. one he be banished. <laughs> well, it could and, probably, uh, her attitude could well very well be a defence thing, I suppose, couldn't it? Yeah, that yeah. Disappear. Um, I don't know. Maybe she's going to encounter Roger Corby later in the series. I don't know. Maybe uh, I can't remember offhand how long he was missing. The other side of this episode is the kind of, uh, that sort of re- real sort of lower deck style kind of B plot um, with uh, number one and um, yes. what's her name? Um, Lan. Lan. Um, Lan. Lan, sorry. Doing the Enterprise bingo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which, which <coughs> feels like such a such a lower decks plot. Yes. <laughs> um, it, that was great. I. I um, that that was a whole lot of fun. I thought so, uh, and and very funny. Yeah, uh, you would have that too, wouldn't you? That you abs- that yeah. absolutely would exist. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure that's. I mean, that's a fun idea. I'm sure that's taken from. Well, not taken from, but I'm sure that that happens on like navy ships and stuff. Like you, yeah, yeah. You 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 invent things, don't you? You invent mm-hmm. fun things to do on your ship. And then guess that gets passed down. Yeah. yeah I think at, um, at my place of work, me and, and one of my friends have take, took inspiration from this episode and we, we've God, we've created God. our own bingo um, you system. You work from home. I know, I know. So it's like virtual <laughs> things. It's like, you know, ba- basically like getting getting someone to getting one of the people we work with to, to, to say that we're right about something is like one thing like having a having a conference there's someone else we work with having a conference call with them that lasts less than 45 minutes like things so, like that getting someone right, so much to fun. right so basically one of the things is so just to prove that you are competent in one instance yeah yeah that's it um, how do you get through the? How do you get through the working week without? I mean, it's just, you, you mad cat bunch of zany guys. We haven't. No one's got any points for that. Yet. Had, no one said that. No, we no, no, no one's been correct. No, no. <laughs> But it it feels like a a, uh, yeah, feels like a realistic workplace thing to try. But I also love I love the um, the 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 idea that these people and they don't conform to what the to the group thought that what is fun about what Mm. is fun. Yeah, they enjoy themselves. They like their lives. They don't. They don't kind of have to tick those boxes of having a wacky, fun, great time. They yeah, don't have to go down yeah. to the planet and get drunk and do crazy things. Mm. They're quite happy and content with the lives they have. Thanks. I mean, what's wrong with liking work? And surely, I mean, the ship clears up, halls are empty, no lines for the matter synthesizers. It's just you and the gentle thrum of the warp core. It's like. It's like Christmas. Mm-hmm. 
I was looking forward to redoing the duty rosters. I was planning on checking the phase of house buys in the army, actually. Yeah, um, they, they, they've sort of rejected that kind of, that sort of forced sense of fun. Yes. You know, it's like someone else's idea of fun. Yeah, and everyone and like, stares at them. But Yeah, it's like it's okay <laughs> not to subscribe to that. Exactly. Of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do like when they're doing their, like, good cop, bad cop interviews. Yes. <laughs> Particularly like... When they suggest they're going to assign the sign the the, uh, the two crew they've apprehended to do something with uh, Kyle, and they're like, "Not Chief Kyle, he's so, he's so mean." mean. <laughs> <laughs> he just seems like a fairly nice bloke. <laughs> I would love, yeah, I'd love well, if that was like yeah, the, with the main, with, yeah, with the higher up, with the higher ups, he's all right, but. <laughs> Your shore leave is revoked. You'll spend the next two days assigned to Chief Kyle. No, not Chief Kyle. He's so mean. We'll have you micro-cleaning the transporter pads. Dismissed. I, I, I just like if we only saw Kyle just always being quite pleasant, quite nice. But then like, Jared, like, <laughs> yeah. mom talking. Everyone's like, he's such a shit. <laughs> Everyone's like yeah. frightened of him. That would be a great running gag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should do that. <laughs> Um, and then you have the um, the um, Pike's storyline of their having to um, mm. deal with this species of they're kind of they're em- empaths in that they bounce off and yeah. anything that they that's yeah, they sort of mirror the they do, yeah. Yeah. species that they interact with. So, and Pike Pike figures it out. Mm-hmm. Like he he get he he gets some good some good stuff, and that he gets to yeah. He sort of figures out what what they're all about, and he works out how mm-hmm. how to get them on board. Yeah, he does that. Um, he does that thing where he says, oh, "Trust me, I've got a plan." Yeah. <laughs> I go, "What's your plan? It's a plan. Leave me alone. Yeah, it's I'm crazy, but I'm not going to tell you what it is until the end." And then it all works out. Yeah. <clears throat> but but yeah. It's nice. It's a I nice, like, it's a like nice character moment for him. When mm-hmm. he, you know. And I like the way they're portrayed because they're not, you know, physically they're they're quite you know they're 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 hairless. They've got these the 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 facial markings almost tattoo. Yeah. They've got sharp teeth. They they're not presented as a very fluffy and gentle people. And then, but and they're a bit brusque when they come in, and then they kind of they they mirror anything that's puts them. But actually, they're a, they're a they their physical um, the way they're seen is is not is not actually um, indicative of who they are. Yeah, and I yeah. think for Star Trek, actually, that's quite interesting because they usually. Mm display character attributes in physicality yeah yeah and um they they chose not to do that here and i think that's quite interesting yeah and and it was very pleasing yeah because these were good people and they just wanted to they wanted to see flexibility and they wanted to see um yeah yeah, well, that, that, the 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 things that they wanted from the federation weren't wasn't unreasonable. You know, mm. they they were 
that they were just expecting to be treated in the same way. They yeah. were kind of testing the federation. <laughs> they were, yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, it wasn't an unreasonable thing to do. And like, it was just cool that Pike figured it out. And that was just a nice little, that felt like a very uh, Picard kind of a, mm. a plot, actually. The kind of the kind of shenanigans Picard would get involved Picard in. Picard doesn't do <laughs> shenanigans. Well, no, okay. Right, not shenanigans, <laughs> diplomacy. Is what Hard yeah. diplomacy. Um, so it's nice to see that side mm. of Pike. We yeah. um, surprisingly have not mentioned Spock's nightmare at the beginning of the episode. <gasps> yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Where they uh, where they bring in the old uh, fight music. Yeah. That was that was um, so from, cool. From the original series and the and. Or oh, the ritual as well, with the shaking of the <laughs> yeah, shaking tambourine. Yeah, I mean it's it, 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 it's an awesome little bit, and obviously it, it's Spock's difficulty with his dual heritage and how that impacts to bring. So he has the nightmare about her choosing himself as a challenger which is mm-hmm. really bizarre but yeah they play it beautifully it's so good it maybe that's Vulcan it, so. nightmare music like maybe when a Vulcan <laughs> has a nightmare it's like but then you you go to back to the conversation with him and Nurse Chapel and she's saying well why don't you just ask to bring talk to bring about it yeah this is your nightmare but you you haven't actually spoken to to bring about how she feels about it yeah i mean i I mean one thing i would i think we could say about because we're talking about the first five episodes of this season is that we haven't really talked much about um dr mbenga or or tagus um but they've both been great they're both great in this first half of the season um and you know i'm sure that We'll see more of them in the in the back half of the season. I, yeah, I I think I think definitely Mbenga and Ortegas are characters that have in I don't know they 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 only start coming to prominence in about four and five I think maybe yeah but Ortegas more six and seven I think I think they're they're more they they yeah. edge in a bit more. In those episodes, but they—I mean, oh, it, it's fully, it, fully realised character. Yeah, yeah, they've yeah. totally made an impression yeah. already. Wise, um, oh, yeah, like um, definitely gone beyond sort of the wisecracking Helms person. And, yeah, yeah, and definitely. Doctor. I mean, and Benga has a proper med bay, not just a a wall of skulls, and <laughs> and, and he can administer. Yeah. He can administer. Um, medication correctly like um, we haven't had an episode where Umbenga accidentally <laughs> injects himself with a massive <laughs> dose of, of drugs <laughs> yeah. or just goes up to the or just goes up to the bridge with like a massive <laughs> a massive um, canister of drugs that you can fall on top of <laughs> I mean yeah. can you imagine if you're Umbenga and you think this is the guy this is, who you- this is the guy you're replacing me with really <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <This> quack. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I feel like he's already made a really good impression as a 
as a Starfleet doctor. Yeah. You know, he ha- he isn't um, he isn't kind of genetically engineered. <laughs> um, he he hasn't tried to write any hollow novels yet. Yeah, he's not an alcoholic. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not. He doesn't, he doesn't yeah. like wiping people's memories. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a really good point. Yeah. Um, what else? He do, he isn't no, going to change uh, Quark into a woman just because he he wants to do a business deal. <laughs> I can't even think he would do that. I don't think he would. I'd be like, no, I'm not going to do that. That's... Hasn't had sex with Riker's dad. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, I not that we know of. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, I guess a lot of people haven't had sex with Mike's dad, but probably a lot of people right. have. So. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> yeah, that note. yeah we're, we're two hours into this episode. I think we've got to find a way to wrap this up. Yeah, yeah. Um, the first, the first five episodes of. Strange New Worlds have been excellent. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, really good. A stronger start to a track show than I can that I can recall. Maybe, maybe the maybe the strongest well, first the five strongest episodes of any yeah. Star Trek show that I can think mm-hmm. of. Yeah, let's leave it on that really positive note. And uh, you know, Strange New Worlds could be could be the greatest Star Trek show of them all. Who knows? Everything has led up to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything. All of Star Trek yeah. is built up to Strange New Worlds. It's like all of Star Wars built up to the Mandalorian. Oh. All of Star Trek is built up to Strange New Worlds. <sighs> yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. I, the end. Goodbye. I don't know if I completely agree with that. Dissenting voice. Okay. <laughs> all, all of Babylon Five led up to Legends of the Rangers. Oh, oh <laughs> don't even. Jesus. Just saying, it doesn't always work. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, thank you very much for listening, everyone, and we will be. Back in the future, we'll at some point. I'm sure we'll cover the rest of Strange New Worlds. I imagine so. And other yeah. Star Trek ones as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks, TTFN. Everyone. Thank you for listening. Cheers. Bye. Do you realise how incredible this is? It's tradition. You ever noticed that bum? What? That bum. Oh no! I will say. I will say. Fewer things. Fewer things. Enough of this self-indulgence. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.loadexradio.co.uk. You can reach us on the Twitters at at 10 backward, 10 being the number and backward being the word backward. We're also on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10 backward podcast you can also email us at crew at lowerdexradio.co.uk on a personal individual level my twitter is at will turland rick everson's twitter is at trekfanrick and rick palmer's twitter is at mr imhotep hi thank you again for listening to the podcast i hope you enjoyed it if you did you might consider supporting us we have now have a patreon uh, where people can uh, pledge small amounts to fund our ongoing projects like uh, keeping our website up to date, uh, 
um, new audio equipment as we're going along and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content. Uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash lower decks radio. Uh, if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us, we would love it if you could subscribe to us or however get your podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play or we're on various third party apps and if you could leave us a review on any of those that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative. Thanks again for listening and please tune in for more podcasts from the 10 Backward Crew. Let's make sure history never forgets the name 10 Backward. Laddie, don't you think you should rephrase that? 10 Backward. 10 Backward. Captain, where are my pants? <laughs>